Hey, everybody, and welcome to WP Review, a show that provides analysis on what's happening in WordPress and what it means for users and business owners in the ecosystem. I also tell you about helpful tools to build better websites. This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. My name's Joe Casabona. Now let's get to the review. Welcome, welcome back. It's been another busy two weeks. And while there's lots of news that has been covered that I'm not going to cover, like uh, Awesome Motive acquiring Search WP, there's plenty going on this week for me to talk about. Now, later on, you'll hear two things. You'll hear about uh, this podcast sponsor, GoDaddy Pro. And you'll also hear an interview uh, with me and the folks over at Big Orange Heart about WordFest. WordFest is an event online, free, uh, that is happening starting uh, July 23rd. Now, it depends on the time zone. I think the earliest it starts is July 22nd at 8 p.m. if you're in the earliest time zone, but they have a nifty chart for all that, and you'll hear about them later. First, let's talk about some of the top stories. First up, Uh, WooCommerce patches a critical vulnerability, uh, sending forced security updates from WordPress.org. Now, uh, I know that there's been a lot of uh, hubbub around forced security updates and and what they mean. Uh, the, The vulnerability was unspecified and critical. Identified on July 13th, uh, that's uh, less than 48 hours, I think, since they patched the vulnerability. Uh, And it was, according to WP Tavern, uh, found by a security researcher through Automatic's HackerOne security program. So it sounds like it was discovered by some arm of Automatic and patched. So uh, if you are using WooCommerce, then you need to make sure you're running 5.5.1. Again, WordPress.org is currently pushing out forced automatic updates to vulnerable stores. Uh, It, and again, the the story here says it's a practice that is rarely employed. Uh, It's been employed for the Jetpack carousel module uh, within the last couple of months. So Maybe rarely in the past, more frequently lately, though, and um, and and uh, WooCommerce merchants are encouraged to uh to check that they make sure the update. So, um, a couple of things are happening here. I got the notification as I record this last night. Uh, I'm on Nexus. We'll talk about Nexus in a minute, but I'm on Nexus, and. Uh, they put out their own patch and are working to get everybody updated. And first of all, these things happen. This is the importance of having somebody knowledgeable manage, especially your e-commerce website, um, because there could be uh, exploitations. I, I will read um, the security announcement Uh, indicates that WooCommerce cannot yet confirm this vulnerability has not been exploited. Uh, And and from uh, from the security announcement, our investigation into this vulnerability and whether the data has been compromised is ongoing. We will share more information 
with site owners on how to investigate the security vulnerability on their site, which we will publish on our blog when it's ready. Uh, and they are encouraging that anybody who is worried about the possible exploitation uh, change your passwords after installing the patch as a cautionary measure. So as I said, I'm on Nexus's managed WooCommerce hosting and I saw the notification last night, again, as I record this. And honestly, because I am on good hosting, I wasn't all that concerned about it uh, from a, oh my God, I need to do something right now point of view. Turns out I was uh, right in thinking that because Nexus acted probably more swiftly than I would have anyway, right? Um, so... I did have to patch a client site on a different host, a host that is not going to be mentioned on the show at all. Um, but as far as my site goes, I was not concerned. And that brings me to the next kind of pseudo subtopic here, which is, is good hosting worth it? And I'm going to say unequivocally, yes. I would equate it to... Uh, insurance, right? Maybe you're paying a little extra and maybe most of the time you don't think about it. But when something goes wrong, you're happy you have it, right? Uh, I know, or, you know, you've heard, you've heard stories about people uh, losing uh, their apartment or something terrible happening and, and then they, they have a big financial deficit. Um, and in the case of, of losing an apartment or another place that you rent, renter's insurance could prevent that, right? Uh, and renter's insurance is so, so cheap that it really, you know, if you rent and you don't have renter's insurance, you should probably stop listening to this right now and get it. Uh, so I think that good hosting, managed hosting is the same way. Yes, you get more resources. Yes, maybe you get a dedicated server. So you're not you're not sharing the hosting with other people. But the managed part of the hosting comes in especially when something does go wrong. So my host acted swiftly and uh, patched basically patched the the issue the vulnerability before i even knew what was ha before i even knew it happened probably they found out first and did it uh so you know that's is good hosting worth it absolutely no matter who you go with you know i have nexus uh godaddy pro is a is the sponsor of this show they offer hosting, including managed hosting, uh, managed WooCommerce, uh, they call it managed w WordPress e-commerce and, and you'll hear about them later, but, um, you know, they offer a bunch of tools and, and there are lots of other hosts out there that focus on the managed part of hosting. So, uh, definitely don't cheap out on the hosting. Uh, the other thing I'll say here is most of us are running digital businesses where we don't need office space. Uh, we don't need to pay for a storefront. The amount of money we would pay for a year's worth of managed hosting pales in comparison to uh, a monthly 
rent check for commercial storefront in most places. So make the investment on the hosting. It's the best thing that you can do for your website. Okay. So th- those are those are my thoughts uh, for is good hosting worth it? Again, if you need to patch WooCommerce, make sure to do that as well. Uh, the next story here is Nexus has rolled out uh, via a service they have called WP Quick Start uh, membership sites, membership sites with WP Quick Start by Nexus. So a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a couple of months ago now, on the show, I talked about how um, all of these acquisitions in the WordPress space were likely leading to something. If you if you pulled at the threads of these acquisitions, you could see certain patterns, right? Um, uh, WP Engine acquired Flywheel, which was hosting specifically for designers. They acquired uh, Studio Press, and that is again theme shops, really beautifully designed themes. They Aqua hired Rich Tabor um, as as part of this whole thing too. So Rich, great designer and, and developer. Um, so, you know, you, you could see maybe WP Engine is making a play for designers. GoDaddy Pro or, or, or GoDaddy in general, they've made lots of WooCommerce and e-commerce based acquisitions, including that of Skyverge. So, you know, you could see them their them and their tools. Uh, they're making the play towards the greater WordPress e-commerce space. Nexus over the last several months, have made a a bunch of acquisitions. They acquired uh, Cadence, a theme. They acquired the events calendar. They acquired uh, Restrict Content Pro and GiveWP. So I thought that they were going to focus on membership sites, um, maybe subscription sites, right? Not necessarily traditional shopping cart style e-commerce sites, but membership sites where you have subscriptions or you have donors. And now today they have rolled out uh, an, an easy way to launch membership sites with WP Quick Start. So basically you sign up for hosting, you walk through their uh, their wizard of sorts and you configure a membership site using Restrict Content Pro, but uh, email support is included here, built-in payment integrations with a bunch of different stuff, multi-level subscription pre- packages, uh, and insights into member subscriptions, payments, and business performance. I think that's really important. So I set all of this up myself, and I did it pretty easily in January using Restrict Content Pro as well. But having this tech stack here to help me walk through this and get the building blocks in place probably would have made it a lot easier. So I just wanted to touch on that because it's a little bit of follow-up from a few months ago where, or a few weeks ago where I talked about what are these hosting companies doing? And it looks like Nexus has, has made a move that is congruent with the acquisitions that they've made. So I'll have links to 
that, all that, and everything we've talked about in the show notes over at WPReview.io. The last story I want to touch on here is a WP Tavern article written by the venerable Justin Tadlock called Contributing to Open Source is Better Than Any College Degree. And I thought that this was just a an opinion piece of his, which if that's how if that's how he feels based on his personal experience, uh, it seems like it is. But uh, this was actually a quote from uh, Matt Mullenweg in a conversation he had with Josepha Hayden Chum Chum. Oh, Josepha, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm mispronouncing your last name. I think Chumfasi. I hope that's right. God, Josepha, I'm really sorry. Um. Uh, on the Openverse project a couple of months ago. And and here's the quote as quoted by the Tavern. Uh, because, of course, you know, contributing and being involved with open source is probably the best way to learn a technology better than any college degree. Now, lots of people have written their reactions to this on Twitter or their own blogs. I'm going to strongly disagree with that statement on two tenets here. Uh, the first is that you can't make a blanket statement uh, for everybody. Um, especially with the hubris of uh, I created WordPress, look at how great it is, right? Like I created the, m- maybe uh, one of the biggest open source projects in the world. And so, of course, I think it's better than a college degree. Uh, but also, uh, I think that lack of formal education hurt WordPress a little bit in the beginning. Um, you know, we didn't have, uh, and uh, this is a blanket statement, I know, but um, based on some of my observations, um, I think we could have benefited from more formal training in programming, whether it's a college degree or not. But I learned how to program in college, and I learned how to do it the right way. Uh, if you look at the WordPress database, for example, there's no way anybody who knows anything about database design would have designed it this the way it's designed. Throwing everything in an options table or in a metadata table or whatever is not good database design. It was very narrow in scope. It was just a blog. And now it's an e-commerce site and now plugins need to either create their own tables or throw everything in this catch-all table so um you know i i just i i don't like uh, first of all it's a it's a little smug it's a little bit of a smug statement and i know people are probably going to think well i mean you're talking about how great college is you you had the opportunity to go to college and actually use your degree and i get that but you know to say to say contributing and being involved in open source in this context where you're the founder of one of the biggest open source projects on the planet is better than any college degree. I think that's patently false. I think you could say it gives you more practical experience than most college degrees. Uh, I'll, I'll seed that point. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot of people, I think I, well, the people in my circles, uh, that I saw come across my Twitter feed uh, found this statement disagreeable 
And I'm not disagreeing with Justin's assessment here, right? Justin's personal experience obviously uh, uh, resonates with what Matt said. That's why he wrote the article. Um, and you could say that my personal experience, you know, I feel like contributing to WordPress did more for me than my college degree. But in Joe Casabona's personal experience, I am way better off thanks to both my undergraduate and graduate degrees in media information technology and software engineering uh, than I would have been contributing to open source at all, right? So, you know, I just think college, uh, college degrees... I'm from the generation, same generation as Justin, right? Where we were taught you have to go to college. You have to go to college. Matt, too. Matt's only a couple years older than me. You have to go to college. We found out that you don't necessarily have to go to college, right? A lot of programmers I know didn't study computer science. I think Matt himself studied poli-sci or something like that. Um, and and so, obviously, you don't you don't need to have a college degree to be good at your job, but everybody learns differently. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the nice way to put it instead of dumping on Matt. That's, that maybe that's not fair. I just, you know, I, I got a lot of value from my college degree. I think a lot of people could get a lot of value from their college degrees. And I think it's very easy to dump on college because it's expensive and, and, and maybe most aren't doing it the right way. I think I got a very good education from the University of Scranton. And then I, I decided to teach there because of it. So everybody learns differently. Contributing to open source certainly gives you practical experience writing code, especially on a project as big as WordPress, working with a remote team. But college gives you context for your profession that you wouldn't otherwise have if you go to a good school where they're not just saying here's an if statement right if they're not just if they're not just teaching you a specific skill or a, a, a specific language you're learning a lot more than just how to write code so there you go that's strong opinion that's longer than i wanted to go but that's how i feel all right, let's talk about something happier, maybe. Definitely not me talking as much. I had the pleasure of talking to uh, Dan, maybe, and Hawa Abashia, which I just compl- I, I butcher her introduction in the actual interview, so I'm really sorry again about that, Hawa. But uh, they, they tell me about organizing WordFest, why, why it started. This is the second event of the year, which I didn't realize. So, uh, you know, you're about to listen to the, the interview. So uh, I'll just, I'll just go right into that. But before we get into that, I do need to tell you about this podcast's sponsor. That's right. This podcast, GoDaddy, is the exclusive sponsor of WP Review. So I'd like to I'd like you to know about GoDaddy Pro. I've talked a lot about hosting in this episode already. Well, let me tell you, GoDaddy Pro is an experience tailored specifically to the needs of web designers and developers and helps them more efficiently manage their work 
and deliver results for their clients. Combining website, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an integrated solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you're new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for clients. And at the heart of GoDaddy Pro is the hub. From one intuitive dashboard, the hub seamlessly brings your sites, clients, and projects together. Manage and monitor all your clients' WordPress sites from a single place. No more juggling multiple client passwords. With one click, perform bulk updates, backups, and security checks no matter where your client sites are hosted. You will save time and free up your day. As I mentioned before, I had to go out of my way to update a client site for the word WooCommerce vulnerability. With GoDaddy Pro's hub, I would not need to do that. Integrated project management makes it easier to keep track of your client communications and deliver projects on time. Electronically sign, notarize, and store documents. You can create a visual timeline to break down projects into smaller tasks and stay on track and on time. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on through their tailored shopping experience by products that help clients grow their business like powerful e-commerce stores using WooCommerce. You can always reach dedicated, knowledgeable customer support 24-7. And I have spoken to people in the community about GoDaddy Pro's customer service, and they have been very happy. People have more experience than me with the knowledgeable customer support. So I did a little digging, and I was very happy with what I found there. So, again, dedicated, knowledgeable customer support 24-7. On top of all that, you'll find a thriving community of web designers and developers. Many The community I just referenced in the previous sentence. Uh, who share advice, insights, and learning opportunities. GoDaddy Pro is free to join. Head over to go.me slash WP Review to get started. That's go.me slash WP review to join for free. Thanks so much to GoDaddy Pro for sponsoring this episode and every episode of WP Review. All right, I am here for the main segment of WP Review. I am here with uh, Dan Maybe. He is the founder, director of uh, Big Orange Heart. And Hawa Abashia. 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 This is, we, I practiced this in the pre-show. Who's a WordFest organizer? We are here talking about WordFest, which as this episode comes out is about uh, a week away. Um, And I just wanted to interview you both. The show's a media partner. I wanted to interview you both about um, what, what it is, how it works, why people should tune in. So let's start with, uh, this is called WordFest Live. It's brought to you more or less by Big Orange Heart. So why don't you tell us first what Big Orange Heart is? Sure. Yeah. So Joe, thank you. Appreciate the chance to come and, uh, come and chat with you. Um, Big Orange Heart, for those that don't know, is a registered nonprofit. Uh, we have a mission to support and promote positive well-being and mental health within re- remote working communities. Um, and yeah, we, we, 
a big focus for us is around uh, enabling communities to come together, enabling people to come together, particularly at this time, you know, particularly at the time we've gone through this, uh, you know, this, this period of separation and uh, the, you know, the, the ability to deliver events is something that we've worked hard to worked hard to do to enable, enable people to be th- that community that we, that we know and love. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I was talking to a friend uh, as at a wedding uh, over the weekend and we were both talking about how we were, before the pandemic, we were very like, we are men and we need to handle our problems. And and we both actually saw it. Um, you know, we both spoke to therapists throughout the pandemic for various reasons. And, um, you know, it's I'm glad to see that there are organizations like Big Orange Heart that are helping people as well as taking the stigma out of it. Right. And no one's in, invincible. And sometimes you got to talk to somebody to, to and, and get the help you need. Absolutely. I mean, this, this, particularly this, this experience that we've all gone through in relation to the pandemic, you know, it's, it's an experience that none of us have ever been through before in our lifetimes. Yeah. You know, it's something that's been unique to each and every single one of us. And, you know, we've had very different challenges, very different experiences to, to you know, to, to, to come through it. And that's, um, you know, the, the conversation around mental health is something that we really need to normalize and, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to come, you know, talk with you and talk about Big Orange Heart to help, you know, help with that normalization of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, so this event, WordFest Live, um, which is happening uh, July 23rd, it's a 24 hour event. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, so it's no matter where you live in the world, there will be events, uh, talks, and, and things in your time zone. Um, tell us a little bit about how uh, how WordFest Live came about. So, um, as you know, as I mentioned, our mission around you know, uh, you know, reducing social isolation is a big part, a big focus for us, and uh, delivering events is a great way of us enabling to uh, us enabling that. Uh, and we've you know, we've been delivering in-person events for a very long time um, prior to the pandemic. Of course, when we got that situation into the situation where we couldn't deliver those in-person events, uh, we looked to deliver a virtual format and um, quickly realised that the tools that were available at that time just simply weren't fit for purpose in terms of what we were wanting to do. So we actually set about to build out our own solution. Um, and we've been delivering events through that solution uh, for about 14, 15 months now. Uh, we've had uh, somewhere in the region about, about, I think about 13, 13 to 14,000 people through that platform uh, over that period of time. Wow. And we sat down back end of last year, so back end of 2020 um, at, uh, at board level and said, look, what are we doing? Where are we going for 2021? You know, how do we continue? There'd always been a, a desire to deliver a, la- a larger scale in-person event through Big Orange Heart. Um, of course, it was an opportunity for us. So, you know, here, here's a platform that we're delivering our, our monthly events through. Let's take that. Let's scale that up. Um, so we set about having that conversation with a wider group of volunteers. And that's where the likes of Hauer uh, and many of the other volunteers came in. And Hauer, it's been a, a, a journey, hasn't it, shall we say? Yes. But then we always like going on these journeys with you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan gets an idea and we're like, yeah, that sounds really good. Why don't we just go ahead with it? Oh, that's that's amazing. And Hauer, you are the uh, the sponsor lead for these yes, events. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, so for context, this is the second event of the year, 2021. I uh, mistakenly thought, you know, it's been, I mean, like pandemic time is like 14 years, right? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is the, the second of the year. Um, and I know that sponsorship is super crucial because these events are actually free for attendees. Um, there is a recommended donation button. I would strongly recommend registering and making that donation because it's like, 
10 bucks for just a wild amount of value. Um, and so, so my experience with sponsorships is I am generally better in person, talking to people, forming those relationships. What was it like uh, being this? What's it like being the sponsor lead for a, a global virtual event? Ooh, um, I think in some ways it's it's the same because you're still having to talk to sponsors because mm. even when we did like WordCamp London, most of them are not in London. Yeah. So there's still that bit of engagement. But I think that and you you sometimes think, oh, because it is a virtual event, I don't have as much to do. <laughs> but that isn't <laughs> true because a virtual event brings its own challenges and there's things you have to like think about. OK, you're going to have a booth. How are we going to set that booth up? It's, even though it's virtual. You know, there are things that the sponsor will want to do that they normally would do at a in-person event. And you're thinking, well, how can I replicate that or at least some part of that in in a more um, virtual environment? And also it's trying to find new sponsors, because I think, you know, that it's sponsors are probably I'm, it's probably different now. But I remember when we first started, it's probably getting used to that idea of a virtual event and mm-hmm. how will it work and you know what benefit can they see for them and then yeah what benefit will also be towards the attendees as well so it's uh it's been exciting uh new challenges and um but challenges that i enjoy <laughs> yeah that's that's fantastic and so you mentioned um that you you're also uh the wordcamp sponsor uh wordcamp london sponsors lead in 2019 those relationships. Was it 2019? Did we have one in 2019? We did. That was the last <laughs> we one. We did. <laughs> I'm cheating a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we did. Bio. Now my time's, <laughs> time is merging for me. Yeah, right? Pandemic time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I I suspect that those relationships helped kind of moving over here, right? You you probably had some contacts from WordCamp London that you were able to, to reach out to for, for these events. Yeah, we did. But I think at the same time, it's... It, those people is also understanding what happens at yeah. a virtual event. And yeah. I think that that is something that some sponsors are still trying to get their heads around. Yeah. Um, especially as we've now had quite a lot of, you know, virtual events and different, loads of different programs have moved online. Um, so it's, it's that challenge of, well, okay, what else can I give you? So, you know, it's listening to the sponsors and trying to adapt and figure out new things that we can actually provide that makes the experience enjoyable for them and enjoyable for the people that are going to be attending. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And, um, you know, again, as a podcast, as a podcaster who generally is podcast sponsors, I don't need to worry about the logistics of, um, you know, these these virtual booths, uh, which which brings us to kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on here, which was. Um, you know, kind of what can attendees expect? Why should they come? Why should they come to the event? What are they going to learn? And it sounds like there's, there's, you know, it's not just going to be PowerPoint presentations, right? It, there's going to be a lot of stuff. There is, there is. It's been interesting where she set out at the start of this event as a team. One of our mantras was simplify, simplify, simplify. We delivered the last event and that was quite a, you know, it was quite a feat to undertake. We delivered 48 sessions over 24 hours oh, wow. uh, and it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of challenges in relation to it, but it, you know, equally we said, you know, how can we, how can we um, you know, make things slightly simpler for us as a team? Um, and we set about, and we've actually ended up in the situation where we're delivering 66 sessions this time around. Wow. <laughs> 48 to 66. Yeah. Um, but it's 
it, it, you know, in terms of the content and in terms of what people can expect across the event, it's a really varied. I mean, this is this is one of the one of the wonderful things that I really enjoy about the WordPress community is the diversity and the the variety um, across it. You know, are we talking to uh, you know hardcore developers? Are we talking about uh, talking to marketers? Are we talking to uh, you know designers? Are we talking to users? There's there's so many different skill sets across that spectrum of WordPress. Uh, which is why we we took the the, uh, the route to open up a, a you know, open call for speakers, and uh, yeah, we had a phenomenal response from from both events in terms of the number of people that stepped up to um, to deliver sessions. And I've got to say, um, yeah, we we had a fantastic lineup last time around. We, it just feels like it's been leveled up again uh, this time around. I'm really looking forward to uh, to delivering these sessions into uh, into the community. That's awesome. And I know from from uh, my point of view as a speaker last year, one thing I appreciated was, uh, first of all, I got a really nice intro from, I, I think it was Robert Jacoby. I'm pretty sure he intro, introed me. Um, but it was it was really clean. You know, it was we we had the green room. I was prepped. I knew what was was happening. Uh, got the intro and then we ran the pre-recorded talk, if I recall correctly. Right. Um, and I was kind of able to live tweet the points I was making during my talk and I was able to participate in the chat without having to get distracted. So, um, you know, from a from a speaker standpoint, generally the virtual events I've been to, I was either giving the live talk or um, trying to kind of manage both. So that was the first time I experienced the, the pre-recorded thing, which I really liked. Excellent. It, it, again, a bit kind of an interesting journey with that. We've, we've, we've um, spoken with many speakers from the last event, you know, trying to get some feedback and understanding. And um, we, we actually opened up the opportunity for speakers to present either recorded or live this time oh, wow. around. Uh, I think we've got about 25% of the speakers have selected to go live this time around. So uh, wow. it'd be interesting just to hear on that, on their experiences uh, from, from the flip side of that. Yeah. I know that's, I know I don't do any of my podcasts live because you know, what if not, not so much like the, what if I mess up, I mess up a lot in life and I'm just very good at recovering from that. Um, but the internet connection is generally the thing that gives sure. me the, the, you know, the jitters, I guess. Um, yeah. Awesome. And so, so, so tell us now where can people, uh, again, this is, this episode is out on the, uh, it looks like the 15th, if I'm reading my calendar correctly, tw- the July 23rd. Um, what, what time slash time zone are we starting at like, you know, zero UTC? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because I how are you? I let dad I let dad handle time zones because I oh time zones oh yeah I think we're we're kicking off at zero 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 UTC this okay. time around yeah. yes yeah. Mid, yeah midnight UTC so universal coordinated time oh, yeah. uh, which you know try, trying to pick a time zone we have to pick a time zone and we have to work from that single time zone so UTC yeah, yeah. um it yeah the idea of twenty four hours meant that you there was a there was a, an opportunity throughout that full. 24-hour period that people can, no matter what time zone they're in, can uh, come and participate. But do check out, if you're on wordfest.live, on the homepage or on the schedule, you'll see that the um, the schedule actually maps to your local time based on your browser. Uh, there's also the UTC UTC time listed. Uh, so do check it out. Just be mindful that obviously, um, you know, if, if we're starting out, we're saying the 23rd of July, it right. may actually be the 22nd of July for you, just yes. depending on what your time zone is. Or the 24th. Right. The earliest time. There's also a very nifty um, uh, journey chart here, right? Starts in Australia at 8 p.m. July 22nd. So um, which is ACST time zone, it looks like. Um, 
Yeah, time zones are very tricky. I spoke at Word Sesh years ago, back before Brian Richards took it over, uh, and I it was 24 hours, and I took advantage of that fact because it was also our my wife and mine first dating anniversary, and I took her to the city, New York City. Um, I'm from New York, so I just call it the city, uh, th- to see Wicked on Broadway. Uh, mm-hmm. And I gave the talk at like three in the morning from a New York City hotel room. <laughs> Um, so that I could like get it all in, uh, but I'll, I'll never forget that. So, um, no matter what, what your favorite time of day is to consume content, there will be something for you here at WordFest live and, uh, people can register at wordfest.live. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Wordfest.live forward slash register. Uh, as you mentioned, there is a, a an optional $10 donation at point of registration. Uh, you can also join us as a micro sponsor through that registration process if you choose to. So uh, the $250 donation at that point of micro sponsorship reflects more of the actual cost for a ticket for us to deliver such an event. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if that is that, if that is something that's feasible for you, then we'd love to, uh, love to, love to have you on board. Fantastic. And if you also want to get uh, be a sponsor sponsor, we do have a couple of slots available. So check that out and yeah, we'll get you set up in time. Stellar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, there are, first of all, this is a, a, I just said Stellar and then I saw the Stellar WP logo. Um, not to like <laughs> call out specific sponsors, um, but uh, yeah, great opportunity. The sponsorship money, the donations, the micro donations go to creating this event and to Big Orange Heart, right? Which is, I, that's officially a nonprofit organization, I think, right? It is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So all, all money go directly into Big Orange Heart to help us deliver mental health, free mental health and well-being support into our community. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's a, a great event, an admirable cause. Thank you uh, both Hawa and Dan for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Pleasure to, uh, pleasure to join you. Thank you very much. One more thing before we go, uh, Big Orange Heart, WordFest Live are doing uh, live captioning for this 24-hour event. And so they are looking for uh, a few additional sponsors to help uh, fund that. I know how important captioning and transcripts are. My podcast has grown because I've had transcripts, um, and it just makes the events more accessible. So uh, once again, head over to wordfest.live. There is uh, the registration, of course, and then there's the sponsors tab if you could support making the event accessible to people all over the world, no matter how they consume content. All right. Thanks again to Dan and Howa for joining me today. Now this brings us right into our recommendation, which is WordFest. You just spent 15 minutes hearing all about it and all the the fun things that they have prepared. So uh, check it out. I would strongly recommend it. I'll be part of the festivities doing community interviews with various folks uh, that are involved in the event. So... I think it's it's going to be a good time. It's a free event. Again, I would recommend that you you do the the ten dollar donation because it goes towards helping people. Uh, and I guess if I'm going to recommend a, a tool, one that I came across today, I haven't had to, I haven't had a lot of time to test it, but I'm always excited about tools like this. Uh, Insta WP, it is an instant serverless way to build a WordPress website. So if you want to try a word, if you want to try something with WordPress, 
check it out. There's a lot of these tools. This one's relatively new. It's still in the beta program. Uh, but you know, if you're, if, again, if you're looking for a way to quickly test something, then Insta WP, Insta WP.io is the tool. All right. That's it for this episode. We covered a lot of ground today from is hosting is good hosting good to do we need college degrees to a fantastic event all about remote workers, WordPress, the community and mental health. What more could you ask for? Well, it's almost the weekend, so I guess you could ask for a good weekend. Thanks so much for listening. For all of the show notes, you could head over to WPReview.io. Thanks again to GoDaddy Pro for sponsoring WP Review. Check them out for free at go.me slash WP Review. And until next time, I'll see you out there.